meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome in on your Wednesday morning, April 26, 2023. Right now in the capital city, we are at 42 degrees. Looking forward to a uh, a nice, pleasant, sunny, not that windy day in the uh, high 60s. Got a couple of those in a row to enjoy. And so uh, very nice there. Uh, and got a good show for you today to pair with a nice day. We've got what chaps your hide Wednesday, your chance to get it off your chest and get through your day a little bit more uh, relieved with uh, with the stress off of your mind of just being mad about everything. You can let us know what's chapping your eye this week on the Rick Stein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400, or you can be in the discussion at facebook.com slash LNK today. So look for the uh, look for the conversation there. Don't forget to like that page if you haven't already. It's a great way to check out the podcast, the contest, chances to win, news about the show, and more at facebook.com slash LNK today. A little bit later on the show, we will talk to John Bishop. We'll count down the five things that we are talking about today in the morning drive and uh, get to a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And we say good morning to Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. Greetings and good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Greetings, salutations, and howdy. Hello. Uh, and Caleb, good morning. Welcome. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we The three of us had a chance yesterday to uh, be out in the community with some of our our clients and our cohorts in broadcasting Husker sports. We did our annual Husker luncheon up at Memorial Stadium got to uh rub shoulders with the uh with the big wigs over there uh, had a chance to have have lunch with uh, a bunch of the personalities play by play color people from uh University of Nebraska uh, and the Huskers radio network uh hear Trev Albert speak uh hear Ed Foley coach Ed Foley speak uh, so I want to say thank you, everybody, who is uh, a part of that. If you uh, were able to make it out there, hopefully we one of us had a chance to talk to to talk to you out there yesterday. And uh, thanks to everybody who who was a part of that as well. well there were, now, a couple of things about that. Um, we had it, boy, it was a it was a great great program. Uh, Ed Foley is downright hilarious. Yes, he is. He is a yes. entertaining, <laughs> funny. Great speaker. So if you ever have an occasion to hear him speak at an event or or you run into him or anything, take the time to listen because his um, just a, a great guy. Um, he, he he talked a little bit about his travails, his travel travels across the state of Nebraska when he first got here doing recruiting and uh, just popping up at different high schools that didn't know that he was even coming and what that was like uh, eating his way across Nebraska. I, I, I nailed which uh, which high school he talked about. Okay, real real quick, he told and, us, he told a story about how he where he had these planned stops. He, if you missed it uh, when he first got here, they were doing the recruiting. They were trying to touch base with all of these high schools in state that hadn't had a visit from a coach for a long time and just build up a relationship and so he had planned stops at a lot of the 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 notable high schools or the high schools at all but ed said basically if i saw that there was a high school in between two of my stops i'd just pull off and i'd show up at the office 
and I'd asked to talk to the football coach or the athletic director. And he got to one of the places, and the coach was in a class teaching. The athletic director wasn't there, and it was going to be like a two-hour wait. And he said a lot of times they'll just go, and they'll, you know, they'll, pull him out for a while and he'll have a chance to talk with him there and they the person at the front desk wasn't willing to do that at the time mm-hmm. and and maybe not you know you know it's about it's about keeping class going at school and and those sorts of things and he eventually left and got a call from the football coach as soon as football coach was done coaching and and said I can't believe I missed you I'm sorry it was a funny story but he didn't say what high school it was you thought you figured it out oh there's only one school he said between it was these... between Grand Island and Hastings right yeah there's only one and right away as soon as he said oh I was driving it was between Grand Island and Hastings I leaned to Greg Sharp and I went that's got to be Donovan Trumbull <laughs> okay that's literally the only school like there's zero schools between grand island and hastings besides I, wa- I wasn't at your table i wondered if you knew <laughs> i wondered if you knew like right away and then right away i was like wait a minute i may have been the only person in here who yeah. just went yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be donovan trouble yeah all right well so so they're going to donovan trouble uh well you know a quick credit donovan trouble hey make the sure, cardinals will figure it make out. sure their pe classes are running smoothly and not interrupted by unscheduled nebraska football <laughs> coaches so you were at a you were at a table with who greg sharp we had and, greg sharp there and uh uh mark was sitting at our table Vail was at well. your table too okay Good. Um, you had a whole host of uh, of you had you had some network folks over. Uh, here. I was sitting with uh, Grish, Jeff Grish, uh, and uh, also Jake Muleheisen. Uh By the uh, way, Jake wanted me to remind you about no, they didn't win a state championship, but they were still ranked number one. Yeah, I know. We had talked about yeah, that. He, yeah, he, the, he wanted. They're me the to only bring that team up. in Nebraska sports history to not win the state title, but in the Omaha World Herald. Get the number one ranking. I, I told him that was, was like a, a 1934 claimed national title. Yeah, that was. Uh, he he comes up to me at the very beginning of the thing. First thing Muleheisen says to me, and and for those who don't know, I've got an ongoing gag on social media where I reference the fact that Lincoln Southeast, despite all of its wild athletic success, especially when I was in high school, I spent my entire high school losing to Lincoln Southeast at really every possible sport anyone could dream of. (laughs) Southeast was the powerhouse in everything, and some might say I have a complex about it. That's fine. Perhaps I do. But I do continue to reference to Jake and a whole bunch of my other friends who went to Southeast that somehow, out of all of that, Lincoln Southeast never won a boys' state basketball title. And so I'll often reference that. And and uh, Jake said, all right, no Southeast. And Jake was on that team that didn't win the title that year. They had some injuries, and so East slipped through. This would have been 2001 and won the state title. World Herald didn't think that was good enough to be ranked number one. Thanks, Stu. Uh, but Jake says, no no Southeast jokes today if you're the MC. No Southeast boys basketball jokes. And I said, you know what, Jake? Here's what I'll do for you. I'll make one joke for every boys state championship <laughs> that Lincoln Southeast has in basketball. And I held true. Made none. Made zero. <laughs> you're, you're such a kind individual. That was so well done. Yeah. So no, we had a, we had a great time. And then the other the other fun fun thing. Well, I don't know if fun. So uh, uh, Caleb and I had uh, introduced Trev Alberts to come speak, and, and Trev does is also. By the way, if you ever heard him speak at any of these things, he does a great yeah. job with that too. Man, he is. Uh, I'm glad Trev Alberts is here. I'll I'll continue to say that. I he gets really, me excited for I stuff. I can't believe we honestly didn't do that sooner in some ways. But uh, 
he he uh, gets up and he starts his his speech and he's thanking everybody for for coming. He said, you know, um, you know, I uh, when I when I drive to work sometimes I listen to and I'm like, oh boy, here we go, the Trev <laughs> Alberts endorsement of LNK today with Jack and friends right here in front of all this crowd, and he's going to reference Request Line Friday or What Chaps Your Eyed Wednesday or our or our guests from the network and those sorts of things and. And he says, yeah, I, I, uh, I like to listen sometimes when I'm going into work to the Froggy Morning Show. Oh. And my insides just drooped. It was just... And I, they don't need more to make their, I big, look their over, heads bigger over I, there. I look over across the room at Gary and Johanna over there, and I, I try and see if I can see their heads literally getting bigger. At that moment, and I think they I could barely see fit it. back in the elevators. I think I, I think I could actually see it. Uh, so but he also said that some of the stuff they do, do creeps him out. <laughs> That's true. He did. He, he did say that, draw. but it keeps bringing him back. <laughs> it, it keeps bringing him back. And, so, and I don't anyway. know if you heard what I told him. Then, what was that? I said, believe me, some of the stuff they do creeps us out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, uh, so I'm glad he's at least in the building. I mean, that's good. That's good. But we're working on migrating him over here. Uh, and so we are going to have Trev-specific programming for the next few months here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. You know, we normally try and you try and go toward your prime demographic. We're really narrowing our prime demographic now to... Uh, this is narrow casting. To Trev Alberts, to to, uh, to to men who are uh, what fifty years old, uh, former football players who grew up in Iowa. Look, I feel like I I feel like I should have a lot to offer here for the most part for this demographic <laughs> uh, at that point. But you know, Trev's older than me. Gary's older than me. It kind of matches. Yeah, so that, anyway. that is a little bit of a old man radio yeah, over there. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, those are some of the stories from uh, yesterday. Had a really good time out Something there. Something we ought to do. We ought to take the, all the live morning shows here and figure out what the average age is. Uh, well, people. I don't think it would be very hard. I don't think it would be, be very hard. You know, I, I, I you know, average you, know, you guys out a little bit. Uh, so, it's probably somewhere slightly above my age here on this yeah. show. Probably about, what, 50 do a little quick math and uh gary's like 58 right yeah so <laughs> sorry uh and uh and and johanna is i don't know boy she's I, a year I, younger than me oh is she yeah. okay so they average in the 30s probably yeah so on average we are you're right we are mark we are a little bit a little bit old. and then uh cross hall at b uh yeah i don't know bix older than me Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what do we think I'd, the average I'd say, is I don't know, late 30s? Late 30s. All right. There you go, Mark. We're, we're the oldest yep. uh, on average. Youngest at heart, though. Youngest True. at heart. True. Uh, and I think the only one playing Drake on the radio station. Yeah, so. take that, everybody. And we don't creep people out. Not usually. Well, sometimes. Uh, what do we have in the new? How about that new uh, new park they're putting in the South Haymarket? Take six, a look at that thing. Six acres, fifteen million. Yeah, and they're calling it. I saw the signs, a picture of the signs. They're calling it South Haymarket Park, which is is that a little confusing to anyone else? Because yeah, Haymarket Park is the baseball field. That's what I when I hear Haymarket Park, I think the baseball yeah. field. So I don't know. I feel like that. 
maybe a different name. I don't know if you name it after someone or something, but South Haymarket Park's just a little, ah, that was just one little thing. Uh, the park itself sounds really nice, though. Well, um, since it's going to have a, a fully developed uh, skate uh, area. Um, there you go. Skate park. So let's call it Haymarket Skate Park. M- maybe. Maybe. But yeah, they'll have that. They're going to have a dog uh, dog park in there as well. Apparently, the people who live in the Haymarket would like someplace where, which I can imagine, if you live in the Hay, or in the, not even Haymarket just, but downtown, you've got a dog. Being able to take it for a walk downtown is already a little bit, you know, a lot of stoplights, a lot of stop and go, a lot of people everywhere and those sorts of things. Not a lot of grass. So either. they probably, yeah, not, a, you're right, not a lot of grass. To relieve themselves and so i'm sure but you got i mean it makes a lot of sense the amount of residential that continues to grow in the downtown area and some green space would probably be something that would be used pretty extensively and as downtown areas grow and, and get bigger with residential in it there normally is as you'll see in bigger cities some level of green space that's within that within those downtown areas and lincoln really doesn't have that for the most part right now so interactive water feature is that, is that just is that like a, a spray ground? Pad? Is that are we getting Caleb's spray ground that he's been asking for? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, why can't we just use know. the entire fifteen million on that? Yeah, a water feature to play in. So that must be what it is. Accessible pro- playgrounds, green space, and so they're uh, cities raised a bunch of money for that. They're trying to find donors to do the rest, but they want to open it to the public in twenty twenty five. This is at uh, about Seventh and N Street. I think it'd actually be a little bit southwest of there. I'm imagining the area correct that we're talking about um, on on the s- south side. So basically, south, the southwest the corner of Haymarket. Yes, the southwest. Yeah, the southwest corner of the of the Haymarket. So, and and it'll, uh, as I understand it, also uh, have some trails that'll connect into the uh, trail system. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna they're going to connect um, a trail. They're gonna that'll connect to the Jamaica Trail. So there'll be a little bigger loop around the, there always was a, for those who are bicyclists there always was a little um and i'm not i haven't i don't bike as much as i used to anymore but i do remember you would go down and i don't even know the names of the trail so i'm not going to be great at talking about this but there was always kind of the end of a trail over there at peter pan park and it, there wasn't a good way to get from there to the trails in the more downtown area or the ones by Antelope Valley as well they're doing a, a good job connecting all of those now and making it it more bikeable so that's that's a nice little thing that they've got in addition to that so dog park i don't know i don't i can't decide caleb where i am on dog parks now as being a dog owner one year in uh when reggie was tiny bringing him into like the puppy area of the dog park we went to was nice mm-hmm. but now it's just like eh, you know you don't know no, you don't know if the owners want your dog to engage their dog but my dog always gonna is going to engage your dog and then how are they going to play? Are they going to yeah. play in a way that both owners are okay with? Are you going to tick anybody off? And then when it's time, and when you know that the owner doesn't want your dog to be playing with their dog, is your dog well-trained enough? Not for me, usually, <laughs> to stop them, to stop them. And then I'll bring, and then I think I've got it, I'll bring treats along with me, like in my pocket, mm. to, to to give an incentive for my dog to go do something else. 
But then the other dogs will start smelling the treat. Then it becomes, did you bring then, enough for everybody? Right, and then they're around, and you're like, can I give someone else's dog a treat? Mm-hmm. Do I want to? Do I have to ask for it? There's a lot of like quandaries. Yeah. Pet, I'm learning all of the pet dynamics or the yeah. dynamics of the dog parks. The part that's <sighs> really difficult is when you go somewhere, because you're, you're in these dog parks and these dog runs, and you're off leash. Yeah. But there will always be one person who comes in, and their dog stays on the leash, and they're going to walk around in there. And I'm like... That's not going to end well for anyone because all the other dogs want to run up to that dog yes. who now feels that they are at a severe disadvantage right. and which then is the most aggressive dog there. The one that's on the leash and can't just get out yes. of situations it doesn't want to be in. It's like, what? Right. why, why and, would you come walk around here knowing that your dog's just going to be pissed off the whole yeah. time? And and Reggie's greatest desire in life, wherever he is, is to have someone chasing him. Mm-hmm. That is his goal in life is to get someone to chase him. I told you, and he bring will, him over. Our dogs will bully him. His, they will chase him everywhere. Well, he doesn't want to be. He wants to. He wants to provoke someone. And in in the house, that means by picking something up that he's not supposed to have, mm-hmm. and then leading them on the wild, most wild goose chase he can figure out. And the same thing happens in the dog park. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of provocation, and then just take off tearing around and get it to. Because he found he's realized he's faster than about eighty percent of the dogs there. Then one time he tried it, and there was like this mini greyhound thing that he did too. And I'm like, dude, you are not, you are, you're not gonna be able to put your moves on that one. So, anyway, that's a little bit about what's going on today. We're gonna grab a break. Don't forget what chap tried Wednesday. Get in the mix on that. Rickstein recognition text line four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred or the Facebook page facebook.com slash lnk today. Grab a break. Caleb's got sports snacks. Huskers baseball. They get a win in Omaha last night. Caleb will tell us after this on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Pirate. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, welcome back. 637 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. We are a half hour away from your chance to get it off your chest and be a more pleasant person with Request Line Friday. Text line's open for that right now at 402-479-1400. Rick Stein Recognition Text Line or the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK Today. All you need to do is, uh, if you've got that thing on your mind that just happened during the week, little thing, usually it's a little thing, may seem... uh, May seem small in the whole scheme of things. That's all right. We still want to hear what it is. What chapter hide? What's bugging you? Get it off your chest uh, in those ways. Or you can give us a call when we start the segment. Also, 48 hours away from Request Line Friday. 
in the midst of our third season of Request Line Friday. We have a theme this week for Friday. It is your first ever album. The first album that you bought in any format, vinyl, cassette, 8-track, iTunes download, whatever it is. Uh, but the first one that you bought for yourself, not necessarily the you know when you were a little kid and your parents were buying it for you, but the first one that you bought for yourself, what do you remember that to be? Pick a song off it, request it. Uh, today, uh, or all the way up to Friday on that same Rick Stein recognition text line at 402-479-1400. And it's our final Friday where we are brought to you by our friends at DaVinci celebrating their 45th anniversary. And so we will again give you a keyword on Friday during request line Friday. You can text in either with or separate from your request where you can win $45 worth of free DaVinci's food in honor of their 45th anniversary. So be listening for that. All right, with that said, it is time to jump in to the sound off, and uh, we're going to start with some re- re-election reaction. Joe Biden yesterday putting out the video that he is, again, running for president in 2024. Uh, not necessarily a huge response, but it came out right before we started the show yesterday, and the response poured in throughout the course of the day yesterday. Many Democrats were supportive. South Carolina Congressman Jim Clyburn said the president will continue a course correction. Virginia Senator Tim Kaine said thanks to President Biden, millions of Americans are now vaccinated and back to work. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy said the president should stop worrying about his political future and worry instead about the future of the debt ceiling and negotiate. Former President Trump, who is running again on the Republican side, said, With such a calamitous and failed presidency, it is almost inconceivable that Biden would even think of running for re-election. The Republican National Committee responded with a dark dystopian video using AI-generated images of worst-case scenarios should the president be re-elected. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Uh, all right. Hey, you know, the the dystopian hellscape AI, uh, AI images is becoming a big tool in politics yeah, these days. You know, that's really... That's really going to be helpful for uh, for political campaigns in the future. Make it more dystopian. Uh, every time you do that, it's better. So uh, there you go. So uh, believe it or not, uh, Democrats excited about it. Republicans are saying it's a terrible idea. So there is your update breaking here on KLIN. Now, <laughs> let's get to some other stuff that isn't quite as obvious. Uh, Japan tried to send a... Module to the moon. Okay. Okay. And uh, carrying some things for other countries and going up there. They're, they're, they're trying to get to the moon. A whole bunch of co- The race to the moon right now is really significant. We're going to get to more on this here in just a second. Is this but- like a second moon race well yeah it basically it basically is right now so i've I've got two clips on this but first we're going to start with the 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 very latest attempt by japan that did not go very well iSpace was trying to become the first private company to get a lander on the moon but now after losing contact the japanese company says there was a high probability that the lander slammed into the moon it had been carrying a mini lunar rover for the united arab emirates and a toy-like robot from japan designed to roll around in the moon dust only the u.s china and russia have successfully landed on the moon an israeli nonprofit tried its own mission in 2019 but its spacecraft was destroyed on impact Jill NATO, Fox News. All right, so still those three countries are the only one. And and I should have pointed out, this is a private company, not necessarily Japan. Excuse me, Japan's version of NASA. 
But I guess it's uh, easier said than done to actually make this happen, as this company in Israel have both found out over the last several years. And, of course, the United States is taking preparations to do the same thing and, again, be on the moon. And then there's what China is doing when it comes to getting on the moon. They just don't want to land something there. They essentially want to start housing people there and they've got plans for that take a listen to this china has a long-term plan for life outside our atmosphere in 2028 the Chang'e 8 mission to the moon will task a robot with making bricks from the soil it finds there two years later china hopes its astronauts will be able to live inside a lunar base built with those bricks but the latest space race is very much on. NASA last year signed a $60 million contract with a tech company in Texas to design lasers that will one day create building blocks from moon rock. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. All right, so both China and the U.S. are making the preps right now. You know, the United States is doing this work on Artemis to get them up there, Mm -hmm. but they're both also taking action to be able to essentially build structures on the moon with the natural national excuse me natural resources uh-huh. that are there rather than bringing the resources with them uh-huh. to do it which would probably be difficult given the limits on payload that you've probably got right. when you're going to the moon and so they want to send it china wants to send a basically a robot up there that's going to be able to 3d print based on whatever the you know and, and i don't know what to compare i don't know enough about what the 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 earth you know the earth isn't the right word for the moon but moon rock and and what the resources that they've got able uh, they're able to do with there and how you build with it exactly and mm-hmm. what that situation looks like but it's pretty fascinating that it is really ramping up for not only getting back to the moon but also essentially i don't know if not really colonizing it but essentially inhabiting it for occupying occupying it for purposes of research i mean are we eventually going to have the what the the Chinese region of the moon and the United States region of the moon? Or are there going to be different areas that are claimed by each country within the moon or on, on the surface of the moon? That'll be fascinating, too. If you haven't, because years. I know you have Apple TV because of Ted Lasso. Yes. For all mankind. Okay. Very much encourage you. It essentially, all of history works exactly the same way up until the space race and the Soviets get to the moon first. Oh. And, and it just it becomes all of the so it's fallout, just like an alternate history. The fallout from that, how much then everything else ramps up in the United States for wanting to really go after a space race on become what's next? How much can you put research facilities on the moon? Can you get to Mars? All of these, it's incredibly fascinating. But all it does is answer the question of what if the Soviets got to the moon first? And yes, like you said, there becomes. The territories of this is the United States portion of the moon. This is the Soviet portion of the moon. Right. Yeah. Uh, that that that'll, that'll be interesting. But this is going to be a thing here in the next decade, really. Uh-huh. Um, with this this whole thing and and the Artemis the Artemis, they're going to build a base camp on the surface of of the moon. Um, a gateway that's basically in lunar orbit with this and do all kinds of work that they've never really been close to to being to be done here with the moon. So uh, and that's I mean, we're talking we're talking about things here in the next decade, essentially. 
where they're where they're planning and hoping to be able to do that. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, the results of all of the snow that happened in Minnesota this year. It's impacting the Mississippi River, which is directly impacting uh, some areas you're probably familiar with, Caleb. Yeah. But the, the, the Quad Cities, some parts of Iowa and Illinois, the flooding is getting very serious not far from here. We are approaching 19 feet above uh, that flood stage. It's all happening because of that record snow up in Minnesota and the snow melt. So how is the city maneuvering through all of these waters and what's to expect? And frankly, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not a good thing that this weekend uh, we are going to go over 20 feet. Let's listen to what the mayor told us about that. That's a significant flood. We don't have very many of those. The record back in 2019, 22.7 is what the crest was. This Sunday uh, into next Monday, potentially uh, almost 22 feet. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So significant right along those towns that are right on the border there uh, with the Mississippi separating Iowa and Illinois. Um, and those are some big numbers in terms of what that's well, cresting I, at right now. So I remember because this would have been early spring 2019 that you had that flooding all across the state of Nebraska. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that ended up being the year that, so this is actually just about four years, uh, four years to the month that I moved to Des Moines. And working at a news talk station there that had um, some other stations they worked with that are in the Quad Cities, and you saw the flooding. So it went from all the coverage here across Nebraska, and then I went to Iowa, and they had that those floods there. It like it, it's very hard if you haven't seen flooding that's not due to a hurricane, right? Like it, it's not a coastal city when you see the flooding, right? But to see it just knocking over sandbags and going straight through these towns that you're like, well, this is definitely Great Plains, Midwest, whatever you want to label it. It's very weird to see that amount of flooding and consistently over a long period of time and those water levels remaining so high. Right. Yeah. And they've got flooding a lot. I mean, that's it's not infrequent to have flooding, but it's just the way that they're it's talking this about this one it. is is this level. And, and like you said, records in, in 2019. Uh, that was 22.7 that year. And then the year, the prior to that, it was one I remember very well. And if you're of my age and lived in this area, it was 1993 when they had, that was just a really bad year for flooding as well in, in Iowa as well. So they got 1.4 million people under flood warnings right now, according to the National Weather Service. Uh, all right. Other things that I want to get to this morning. Uh, if you're applying for a job, and you look and and you look and now i think you can they're sortable by oftentimes if you go to the big websites they're sortable by in person yeah. remote hybrid right and so there are a lot of people who say hey i can maybe find something where i can work from home that's 100% remote and it'll make it more convenient for me or you're able to take a job with a business in another state uh right. somewhere that's far away well apparently if you're looking to do that be sure that the job that you're going for actually is remote, because this is a weird thing that's happening now with people who are searching for jobs. Fake listings for remote jobs are fooling and frustrating job seekers. It happens when someone sees a job listed as remote, hybrid, or work from home, also known as WFH, but then finds out the job is actually full-time at the office. It's unclear if it's a mistake or a ploy. 
Some people on social media believe it's a bait and switch tactic to let companies pull in bigger pools of applicants or for recruiters to boost their metrics. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. All right. I... <laughs> So you may, it may be too good to be true. If you have uh, if you think you've found a work-from-home opportunity uh, for you, they may say, oh, well, you know, actually, when you get to the point that you're interviewing uh-huh. for it, you know, actually, we're going we're gonna to want you to come in, okay? There might be some opportunities, maybe on a Friday you can do that. But, I mean, I can see why companies are, with the workforce concerns that exist right now, and people being extra picky about what they do and maybe looking for work from home in a market they wouldn't have been looking at work from home from before, you're, you're, you're going to get people and you basically say, okay, we're uh-huh. going to get them hooked on the job. We're going to get them interested in the job. And then we're going to tell them, okay, well, actually, we are going to need you to come in with this thing. But it's still the same job and you're going to like it. So I'm not totally surprised that things like that happen. Uh, all right couple of other things here that I want to uh, want to get to. Let's do this. Um, let's see. Do I have this one? Yeah. yeah the, we got one on, on just a weird connection. But a connection between fried foods and especially French fries. And no, I'm not talking about your waistline or your cholesterol <laughs> or anything like that. But drawing a line medically between fried food, especially French fries, and depression. What's going on here? Research in China suggests eating fried foods, especially French fries, is linked to a higher risk of depression. The study shows people who frequently eat fried foods are 12% more likely to develop anxiety-related issues and 7% more apt to become depressed. Scientists believe acrylamide, a chemical formed during the frying process, is the culprit. There's a catch, though. Other scientists are not sure which comes first. Does eating the fries result in a mental health issue or does being depressed drive one to eat the fries carmen roberts fox news (laughs) so they think it's a specific ingredient because the first thing when i heard that was well okay as you know maybe when when people don't eat the healthiest the certain you start to be concerned about your health you start to be concerned about those sorts of things and that can play into any of those issues that are already dealing with can exacerbate them, but they seem to be saying it's a specific ingredient within the. Now, my question is, if I'm, I don't, I don't really have that many fries these days, but uh, sometimes I make them at home. Does that count in the air fryer? <laughs> is the air fryer <laughs> depression-proof yeah. fries? That's I need to know that if that's the case because that's normally how I'm making my fries now. At that's home. that's normally how I make them when we would get. Uh... There were some chicken strips that we got, and I really liked those in the air fryer. And we don't have a big enough one that I'm like, okay, well, let's just toss all of them in here because I want to fill that baby up with the chicken strips. So I was pan frying my my fries. Oh, really? And I I was like, it's not like I haven't done that because normally it would just be just pop them in the oven or you actually just drop them into a fryer. Yeah. I really liked it like this. When you pan fried them? Yeah. Did you add oil? A little bit, but I mean... Not any more than what I would have drizzled them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it it was just a little bit. And I was like, these got nice and crispy. This was good. uh, The amount I go to the air fryer, I didn't have one until about a year and a half ago. But man, do I use that thing a lot. (laughs) I would. I don't know how I used it before the air fryer and the instant pot for me. 
I don't know what I did to make food for my family since that's my, I'm the primary the primary cook for our household. Mm-hmm. Every night I'm just pulling those both those things out and and going to work with both of those. But I'll keep that in mind. We need to do some air fryer recipes. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. That'd be good. What works in there? What doesn't work? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's finish out. Uh, well, uh, we'll do an o- obituary here. A sad one, but a great life lived for Harry Belafonte. Uh, news yesterday that he passed away. Fonte, the iconic singer known for his hit Banana Boat and his activity in the civil rights movement in the 1950s has died. He was 96 years old. The singer and actor died at his home in Manhattan from congestive heart failure. Belafonte was born in Harlem in New York, but moved to Jamaica at a young age. Then he returned to the city. He made history as the first black person to win an Emmy in 1960. He also won three Grammys and as an actor made his mark on Broadway in John Murray Anderson's All and three for tonight. Belafonte was also an activist and confidant to Martin Luther King Jr., who applauded the artist for his courage and moral integrity. Michelle Foligno, Fox News. All right, there you go. All right, we'll end it on that one. It's 6.54. That is it for your sound off. We're going to uh, chat with a cap. Chat, talk with a cop. Chat with a cap is a very different segment. No, chat with a cat is tomorrow. Talk with a cop. Chat with a cat. <laughs> we, got, we got Matt in. We're going to talk to him right after this on KLIN. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 43 degrees in the capital city. Uh, Chad is out today, so I'll bring a familiar voice back in. Officer Matt Stegman joining us right now. Hey, Matt. Welcome back. How are you doing Thanks. today? Good Thanks to, for having me. Good to talk to you. We talked all air fryers during the break. 100% yes, air fryer talk. And mm, I'm hungry. Ex- exchanged uh, recipes. But let's get to what's going on with Lincoln Crime Stoppers right now and maybe uh, employ our listeners to help you out a little bit. What do we have going on? Well, if you go to LincolnCrimestoppers.com, uh, near the top of the page is one called Generator Theft. We've had a few of these over the last uh, month or two. This one occurred in Integrity Exterior Solutions at 15th and Pioneers. Uh, two people back on April 15th, about 3 o'clock in the morning, drive this newer white pickup truck. It's a four-door pickup truck under the property. Remove a gas-powered gener- portable generator from the from a vehicle that was parked on the property. Loss is around $600. Um, as I mentioned, it's two people in hoodies. I don't have any better photos at this time, but maybe someone knows something. Get us uh, a tip on that case. Um, second one we're talking about is a little bit bigger. It's called Forged. It's a little bit further down. This started off at Bubbles and Blocks Daycare at 4930 Lindbergh Street, which I think is around 48th and Old Cheney area or maybe south of there. Employees, uh, several employees had their vehicles broken into, lots of wallets, purses, electronics, personal information, was stolen. Um, one of the checkbooks uh, was used in several forgeries at banks in Omaha, Sioux City, Iowa area. And we got video from the bank in Omaha. Shows a very good photo of this white female, about 30s to 40s, blonde brown hair. Uh, loss on those forgeries are multiple thousands of dollars. Loss to the victims are multiple thousands of dollars. So wow. it's a big case. I'd like to get it solved. And, and really good pictures. Yes. Was it going through a bank uh, machine or something? I don't know. Yeah, really drive-through right driving. there. 
a drive a drive through there. All right, so check those out. Check uh, check all of them out at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com. Uh, for people who can help out with these or anything that comes up here in the coming days, weeks, and months, what's the best way for people to do that? Uh, you can leave your tip anonymously online at LincolnCrimeStoppers.com or call 475-3600. At all times, you'll remain anonymous. If your tips lead to an arrest, you get cash. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it. Good to see you. We'll see you again sometime soon, all right? Thank you very much. There you go. 43 degrees in the capital city. All right, coming up in Chad 10 never minutes. told us about the cash. What cash? I'm going to start reporting more crimes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to start helping it, more. It's there. It's there for you. If you have a good tip, yeah, put it in there. Go to LincolnCrimeStoppers.com for more information. All right. Hey, uh, coming up, what chaps your eyed Wednesday? It's our public service to the community of Lincoln. Get it off your chest. Be more pleasant person. That's right after this. It's 7 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Give your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, 7 welcome back. Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It is What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Phone lines are open for you if you want to be a part of What Chaps Your Hide. I'm going to be uh, honest with my assessment of the general chaps today. Uh, the, the, there's a few of them on the Facebook page. There's a few of them on the text line. Kind of a dark feel to everything today with what chaps your eye Wednesday. Not uh, This is a little less trending toward the... Uh, I, I don't like the way that the salad dressing bottle dispenses the dressing and more tra- trending towards like legitimately being mad about about some stuff here today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I I invite you to tell me whatever it is that is chapping your hide. So, you know, sometimes sometimes that's what but just a little bit of a forewarning here on this on this whole thing, on the things that we're getting today. Uh Facebook page. Let's uh let's get into the Facebook page and some of the things that we are getting here. Uh but we do have one uh about the uh about the weather. Logan says, cold weather, I want my 70 to 80 degree weather. Logan and I agree on that. We are very close today and tomorrow, Logan. Uh, 68 today, 69 tomorrow. And most importantly, 
minimal winds for the most part. Wind maximal, maximum today, about 11 miles an hour. Tomorrow, your wind maximum is about 12, 13 miles an hour, so not bad there. Friday, look at, look at Saturday cools off, but Saturday, yeah, 75. Great point, Mark. 75 sunny, but windy. The wind is back for Saturday, uh, even though you're going to be 75 and Sunday. Um, Friday might be in the 50s, but yeah, after after Friday, you got 75, 62, 62, 68, 81, 78, 72. But Logan's got a point, like, just days, a straight-up high in the 70s, it feels like we've barely had that. We've been in the 80s, we've been in the 60s, 50s, 40s, but the 70s feel like have been kind of neglected. So, And I still look at this, and I only see Saturday and then next Thursday and Friday that are actually in the 70s as well. Uh, Stacy says speed bumps chap her hide. I'm going to take that to another level, and I'm going to call out a specific speed bump in <laughs> the city of Lincoln. Which particular speed bump is the chapping speed you? speed bump, or I guess two bumps... That are at Edgewood Shopping yes, Center. Going into an hour. Holy moly. Those are some aggressive speed bumps. They're long. They're very high. They are, it feels like they're doing their job too well, essentially. And there's, there's some in, uh, as you go into the south part of uh, that area, too. You know, you drive into Edgewood going east. Yeah, I'm thinking about where you turn in by where, like, the new Starbucks is. Right, but then if you turn and go south and go down along what used to be Cactus and down through yeah. there, there's two or three down. Oh, would you, you go by the, the, just go by the front the, of the store where Party yeah. City is and yeah. stuff? And yeah, they're, they're, they're equally. I don't know uh, what the deal when they put those speed bumps in at Edgewood, but they were very, uh, they're not just, they're not just the typical speed bumps. They're speed bumps extra. You need you need your poly grip in there. One, uh, they did this. I don't know if they've ever done this anywhere else, but when I was in high school over at Lincoln East, they have that loop. You probably have seen it if you've driven on South Seventieth Street, where you kind of drive in and you loop around, and then you go by the building. But they had big concerns that people, kids especially, were driving too fast around that, and they didn't put speed bumps in. I've never seen this anywhere else. They put like speed divots, like moats. Right across it, so they were like dips that went into the ground. They would just do havoc on people's tires and on their wheel. I still can't believe they'd, I've, they were so aggressive. I've never seen anything like it, and I've never seen them do it anywhere else before. But um, those are even worse than speed bumps, if you've ever seen those before. I haven't well, seen them anywhere else in Lincoln. Well, I mean, you basically have that with the uh, the the shopping center that's over here that has the like the five below and in that whole area. Yeah, because it's all just potholes everywhere. <laughs> Isn't that bad? <laughs> that, 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 yeah. That's the whole parking lot. Yeah, that, there are times was... there are times we want to go. Uh, we just want to hit McAllister's real quick. Yeah, man, you better be careful making one of those turns. Is that a rough pothole area? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh. Betty is frustrated because Marcus Theater is ending senior discount on Tuesday as well as the free popcorn. Ooh. What? What? P- apparently, people are coming back on Tuesdays to the point that they're uh, they're cutting some of those off. That's too bad. I know they used to they they have had deals, especially Tuesday nights for whatever reason. Must be not a night that people see movies very uh-huh. often. That they would really incentivize people to. Uh, to do that, but that's too bad. Has any place here done the uh, the bring your own bowl? 
<laughs> I've not heard of this. Is that a thing? Okay, so that was a thing, and that was before they renovated it at uh, whatever theater was at the the mall in Kearney. Yeah, where pretty much you could get into some movies for like three bucks, five bucks. Okay. And this would have been like eight years ago, but they would have a day, and I think it was Wednesdays. It was bring your own bull, and people would of show any up, size, any size, just bring your own bull. <laughs> the amount of pots. <laughs> that people are bringing from their kitchen. We've got we have got a giant like like uh, metal bowl, like uh-huh. a huge mixing bowl uh-huh. that I could bring in. I have no idea how much it holds, but it's it's really big. Just bring your if own I could bowl. Bring that in. That's what people it could are doing. Feed the entire row easily. <laughs> Just pass it up and down. Just think what you, how much you could take home. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Miriam had a, uh, frustrating experience at Pinnacle Bank Arena. She's saying I wear a head covering for religious reasons and the PBA security disrespected and humiliated me, asking me to take my head off, head covering off for tonight's concert. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to compare the two, but every time I wear a hat all the time. So I always have to show them that I'm not hiding something under my, my hat when I go into Pinnacle Bank Arena as too. it's uh, part of their. Part of their uh, regular protocol there. Peter says, sitting in a hot airplane on the tarmac, waiting and waiting and waiting. Uh, Then on the text line, let's see, what do we have on the text line here today? Uh, You got a lot of options on the text line today. The Jeremy said, in Salt Lake Lake City, it was all dips, no speed bumps. Uh, He said, properly hit, right speed, right vehicle. You can get some air at least one axle at a time. (laughs) That's exactly right. So I've still never, that's interesting that they do that in Salt Lake City. I've never seen it anywhere than that East Loop circa 1995. That was the only time I've ever seen it. Uh, let's see. Natalie says, uh, okay, I'll lighten it up then. Cornstarch packaging is stupid. I make a mess every time I have to just get a teaspoon. And it seems like I use it several times a week. How hard would it be packaging in something like a baking soda box? Is she saying it's because I, like when we have cornstarch, we use a decent amount of cornstarch, uh, because my wife is gluten free. So that's one of the things you often use for that. But it's in the yellow, the yellow plastic, the yellow plastic thing. And, I see. I think I see what she's saying. Like you, you scoop down and you can barely fit your hand in it. You've got too much. It comes out and ends up all over the place. Um, but, but yeah, uh, other other ones here. Um, Chicken Rich says, "What chaps my hide is the dome. I will vote for whatever mayor can open up the dome and let the rain into northeastern Lincoln." <laughs> Haven't heard much about the dome in the in the debate so far. I don't know if you guys have heard anything but i haven't even heard either either candidate take a real position on the dome it's just wishy-washiness as far as i can tell (laughs) on this anyone it's a i mean it's a good last minute strategy i will open up the dome for lincoln nebraska we will do what we need to do there uh let's see cam the man oh we got a zipper merge one cam (laughs) the man says people do not know how to zipper merge drive all the way up to the lane closer and both lanes and then merge it's not my fault you don't know how to zipper merge I do it too, Cam. He adds, I'm, I think this you. is holding us back as a society. There you go. Another. See, we're just doling out last-minute mayoral uh, platforms to take here and <laughs> maybe win a few extra votes, which might be what it needs. Moshpit Chad, which has my hide, being dead tired after an amazing Shinedown show last night. The battle between being old and young is a rough one. 
Uh, Corey says, which has my high people that still fail to wash their hands in public restrooms. Roll my eyes as they proudly strut back into society. Those little signs in the restroom should say, everyone wash your hands before returning, not just workers. Feel much better. Thanks for the service that you provide. That's from... Uh, Corey. Uh, Becca says, which has my head, every phone call to a medical facility that has to start with, if this is a medical emergency, hang up and dial 911. <laughs> no kidding. It's about as necessary as a seatbelt instructions on every flight. Trent says, which has his hide is, the birds that apparently just sit over my truck to poop overnight. And then he shows us a picture, and it was Definitely bird enchilada night last night. <laughs> Holy moly. Park somewhere else. Man, that was, I, I, I still, Caleb and I talked about this earlier this week, I, th- I think. I remember, wasn't it last year we were saying it felt like it was a new level of bird poopery in the city of Lincoln last year? There you go. Another mayor's race <laughs> possible addition. I will reduce the bird excrement in this city by at least 50%, and that will be one of the guiding the guiding lights of this campaign. Less bird poop under Mayor Jack. I'll figure it out. I don't know exactly how we'll do it, but we'll do it. Andrew says, La, Aren't chaps. you glad cows don't fly? Yeah, yes. Ah. Chaps, limited release movies. I love Star Wars, says Andrew, and I would really like to see Return of the Jedi 4th in the theater for its 40th anniversary, but Disney's idea of limited release apparently means nowhere near you, and I'm not going to drive to the one theater at Bellevue that has showtimes. Midtown Dave says, scooter riders, mostly in the downtown and university area, when they just plop down the scooter in the middle of a sidewalk and other places when they are finished riding. Caleb, did you notice, or Mark, did you notice when we went into the stadium yesterday yeah, there was that two. a bunch of people uh-huh. had parked scooters inside the building, like right by the doors where you go in there on the west side of the stadium? So evidently, that's a that's a thing, too, is if you're going to take it when you leave, is, and these are the rental ones, like the lime ones. That 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 had happened as well. Uh, Nancy says, "Chaps, my hide LPS taxes, making Lincoln a very expensive city to live in, and thinking about escaping due to cost." Okay, have to open up the dome to get out, though. Yeah, <laughs> you will. You will. I, I'll I'll throw one of my. Well, do you have another one? Oh, I, your... No, I was just going to say uh, restaurant crayons. When at times, because I mean, if my daughter's going to color something, I want to color something with her while we're while we're waiting on our food. When that crayon is clearly just soft, awful clay. <laughs> Low quality restaurant crayons. Low quality restaurant right. crayons. Okay. That if even when we leave, we're not taking them with us. Wow. Mine is going to be. I don't know what happened with the grass this year. Maybe it's a lack of moisture, but. Something happened with my lawn this year, and it is not coming up right in a whole lot of spaces. I've never had trouble problems before. Ah, uh, you have Reggie. It is. Yeah, but it's a front yard, too, where Reggie never is. Mm. It's not just that. It's everywhere. All right, that's it for What Chaps Your Hide, apparently. It's 723. Kind of anemic today. Yeah, well, we're out of time already. I didn't even... It was all right. It turned out being just fine, but the music was playing earlier than I thought, so we got to go. 723, now... Seven- Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks... Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What are we talking about today? This is The Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, let's get things started today with... Number five. Governor Jim Pillen signed a LB-77 into law yesterday. It's best known as constitutional carry. Allows law-abiding Nebraskans who are 21 or older to carry a concealed handgun without a permit or training. Uh, when does that go into effect? Uh, September exactly. sometime. I believe it's 90 days after the legislature. Uh, um, res- uh, what do you call it? Signy die. Okay. I think All it's right. 90 days after, sometime in September. So it'll, so it'll be a little ways down the road until that actually happens. 33 to 14 vote. It was seven years of trying to get this done uh, by Senator Brewer and others. Uh, he thanked his colleagues at this. Um, you know, you kind of kind of felt like a lot of relief from him on on this whole thing. And, and there was a, a lot of work. That was done to uh, to make this happen. Of course, it does have some opposition, obviously, um, including some from people who are actually in leadership in a couple of the biggest cities of Nebraska. But nonetheless, it's a uh, state law now, and it will override any local ordinances down the road. And uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll see how many people take advantage of this now that hadn't been taking advantage of in the past that i mean that's one thing that we haven't discussed a lot about this guys is are there a lot of people out there like regardless of arguing for or against the bill are there a lot of people out there that wanted to do this that wanted to be able to carry but were not doing it because of the requirements that went along with getting a permit that are now not out there i don't think that was a big issue it, so uh, I, maybe it doesn't change. I don't think it's going to change uh, a lot for law-abiding uh, citizens. Uh, you know, th- those well, that, law, whatever. Law, I mean, law law-abiding, not law-abiding. Whatever. I'm just saying, people. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I understand you're barred if you've got if you if you have in the past that right. you haven't done that. No. But I just mean, are there people who who have said I've wanted to do this, but I have not done it because I don't want to go through what I consider to be an onerous cost. Or time constraint of getting the the required I'm, I'm training sh- that goes along. I'm with sure it. there are. I don't think that number is very long. I don't. I, I, I don't disagree with that either. Um, you know, which is which is kind of interesting. The way I feel like people who want to do this, who this is very important to, they're doing it, right? Right. I feel like they're already doing it, and so I guess you know maybe my my hope for this is is. Is it doesn't actually change a whole lot, and maybe it doesn't. Yeah, it, maybe it does. It, look, it's on the books right now, and and there are a lot of people believe it's now attuned to the Second Amendment more correctly. But perhaps there isn't a, a huge change in who's carrying now that wasn't carrying before with this whole thing. Right, you know, open carry has been allowed. I mean, that's right. It's just not going to. I don't think the numbers are very large at all that that will actually 
um, concealed I, carry without training. Right. I wonder what the total numbers. Are. I probably I probably could easily look this up. But what are the ex- the the numbers right now, and how it varies by by county, and and how many concealed carry permits already exist right now? And um, I don't I don't have those numbers I, in front I don't of me. That's an that's an interesting question. But this is also, feels like it's a lot. But, uh, but well, I, don't I know. think it is. I think there's a lot of people that that have concealed carry permits. They've been through the training. They um, you know. But I will tell you one thing, the, the non-law-abiding uh, people, whether they're citizens or not, don't care whether this thing's on the books or not. They're, they're not going to, you know, right. the lawbreakers, they're just not. <laughs> and let's hope people who have been law-abiding to this point don't become non-law-abiding in the right. future as well. Right. You, 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 everyone's, a, everyone's a law-abiding person. <laughs> During some portion of yeah. their life, I, it stops at some portion. If they, right? I, just, I, I was. I just don't see guns being flooded into the market or on the streets uh, because of this. No, no, not because. I think it's already happened. Yeah, yeah I, it, I think it's already happened. I think. But, yeah, I don't know that. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think maybe that it doesn't change much. We see some social media posts about now we're just going to be, you know, we're going to be flooded with guns in the state of Nebraska. That's just not happening. No one. Right. Right. All right. Moving on. Number four. By the way, we are now the 26th state with constitutional care. All right. Mayor uh, and uh, other city officials uh, announced plans for the proposed South Haymarket Park, 7th and N. Uh, start building it next year. Be a ba- uh, open in 2025. $15 million. Uh, 20, uh, six acres. Six acres. Sounds like, I mean, you got, if you want to continue to make Lincoln, a, a, a downtown Lincoln, a residential lo- location of desire, which it, it has been, it's growing that way significantly. All you have to look at the places that are going up in the area between student housing, between other other residential buildings that are, there's a market for in Lincoln. Um, there's going to start to be more of a demand for some green space that's in walking distance in downtown Lincoln. That's what a lot of major downtowns have, and Lincoln just didn't have that because there wasn't a ton of a need for it in the past because the residential 15, 20 years ago, there just weren't nearly as many people living downtown as there are right now. Um, and so this makes a, a ton of sense. I know we talked about this earlier and we had somebody call in right away and ask about why they were paying for it when they don't have a dog or they don't live downtown and it's my understanding that they've been doing fundraising for this and they're continuing to do fundraising for this uh is that correct mark yes yeah uh it's sort of a public private development right it would be a part it would be a city, city park. park right it would be but a city the, park but they're doing private private fundraising to to, to do to some assist, of the infrastructure yeah. which yeah. is which is fairly significant skate park dog park uh amphitheater Green space. Interactive water features. Interactive water features. And the connection to the trails. Connection to the trails as well. It it makes a lot of sense down there. I mean, it really, it does make a lot of sense down there for downtown. And now the Haymarket is kind of going to be bookended, if you will, with the South Haymarket Park on the south and then the big sports complex at the far north end. Yeah, that's a good point. North of Haymarket and... and, uh, 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 North oh. of Haymarket Ballpark. Yes. I wouldn't have called this South Haymarket Park because I hear Haymarket Park and I think baseball, the the baseball field. Yeah, I think that, that right? part's going to get a little Where the Salt Dogs and the Husker plays. They ought to name this something else. Uh, and maybe they will eventually. Maybe they'll 
find some dignitary or somebody to name it after. But well, if if they if they were really thinking here, I would suggest they go for naming rights uh, of the park for a certain donation. Yeah, that's absolutely or, or the hundred percent. Yeah, you know, you did it with. Uh, with the, the sports the, complex. The youth sports complex, yeah. Why can't I ever think of youth sports complex? Yes. That, yeah. That's going to be... That good. was Sandhills, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that yep. they did that, but I... You're, yeah, I think that's a great... I think that's a I great mean, point, Mark, and I'm sure they've had discussions about that, too, and it might just be a working name here at this point. Right. South Hay Market Park. I don't have a... Pro- I mean, does anybody have a problem with using a corporate name on a park if you're getting... You're getting dough to make it a reality and, not, and that's I keeping don't. it off a... Of, a tax situation? I don't really have a problem Otherwise, with that. About the only other thing you could do is, is the Harris uh, Overpass Park. Is it not going to be very far from there? Yeah, it will be. It'll be in that area. That doesn't sound great, though. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound very fun. No, I'm just trying to come up with something, you know? Yeah. How about the Jack Mitchell? No. no. I mean, no, no. no. I mean, do you want to go? Do you want to go to? Uh, do you want to go to Nelnet Park or Sandhills? Sandhills Global Park or? Runs a park. Well, runs a park sounds fun. The trees are growing runzas. Pick one off and just eat it there. Hey, here's a that good might idea. Be false, false expectations for on that. the uh, on the text line. Eric and Lincoln says, "Call it the Jack Mitchell Memorial Park." Yeah, he, he was just going to say that. <laughs> I know. We we just wanted to make sure it wasn't us saying <laughs> yes. it. By the way, I'm not, I'm not going to be the donor that gets that to happen. Somebody else is going to have to do that and request it. Okay. Let's just let's just since we don't have one, let's just call it Coolcrest Park. There you go. Oh man, ah, it'd be nice. Number three, Jack, you didn't uh, get in on this real estate deal quick enough. No, no, no. Uh, Dumbbell Ranch in Hyannis—they've got a preliminary agreement for uh-huh. the buyer for the fifteen thousand five hundred acre property near Hyannis. So I got beat out, but it is uh it's a Colorado family, right? Yes. It's not it's not the Chinese government or something. Correct. Is that good? Yes. All right. So, yes. There we go. Um, they were asking 16.7 million. Uh spokesman for the family said they were uh, okay with the price that was offered. So, so. it wasn't quite that. I would evidently. So, yeah. Apparently they had a lot of offers. And uh, this was the one that was most competitive out of all of them, and it's a Colorado fan. We don't know. We don't know a much much more than that, though, do we? Other Not than at that, this it's point. A, it's a Colorado family, fifteen thousand five hundred acre property that's been in this family for a long time. They're happy with it. Um, we'll see what they're going to do with it exactly. Well, let's hope it stays stays in primarily the the grass. I mean, it's out there in the sand hills. Uh, good grass country, and yeah. especially when it rains. But uh, you know, nice to see it stay in the hands of private enterprise. Or maybe private they could, uh, maybe they could put a bed and breakfast on there and retire uh, brunette Herbie to uh, to work at the bed and breakfast there as like a concierge <laughs> or something like that. Are you sure he wants to go out there? I heard he was campaigning over the weekend. Oh, uh, old Herbie for brunette oh. Herbie. I did see a picture of that. <laughs> Even brunette Herbie is getting in the on the mayor's race. Somebody sent a picture of that. Goodness sakes! By the way, I hit the trifecta during the last break. Mark had a uh, mayoral commercial on the TV monitor right. in our studio. There was one playing on the air. 
uh, in our break. And the article I had pulled up to read also had a visual online <laughs> ad. So I was getting bombarded money, in money, different money, ways. Money. I was like, oh, who am I supposed to vote for? Ah! <laughs> overload. Mayoral race overload. Please make it end. It, it, by, it. by the way, one more. Uh, uh, we got another suggestion on naming yeah. that park. The uh, Rosa Parks Parkway Park. <laughs> from Dakota. I like that. Rosa Parks Parkway Park. That's like uh, game time, lunchtime time time, isn't it? <laughs> lunchtime, game time time. Number two. One of the worst weekends in the Will Bolt era uh, in Iowa over the weekend. Got a much needed 6-2 win over UNO last night. Finally. I've had, I've had a lot of tough weekends in Iowa that got better when I got to Omaha. <laughs> Isn't that always? It's like, well, this didn't go great in Omaha. But as soon as you get to Omaha, or it didn't go bad in Iowa, or went bad right. in Iowa, you know yeah. what I mean. But yeah, as soon as you cross into Omaha, you're like, it's not as bad now. What do we have this? Uh, we got minute. Uh, what do we have this? South Dakota State tonight. South Dakota State tonight. Got to get a W there. Got to win all the non-conference games. But those conference games, get the goal now. Just get to Omaha, okay? You went from first to tied for fifth in one weekend in the conference, and so now all I'm asking at this point is get to Omaha. Give Nebraska fans a chance to come out to the tournament that yep. they finally have in their backyard. It is so depressing when that tournament happens in Omaha, the Big Ten tournament, and Nebraska isn't there. And so get do whatever you need to do. I don't I don't care if it's the last seed. Yeah. Get yourself in Omaha because frankly, it's probably gonna take winning that thing to keep your, your postseason hopes going. Here That's how at this it looks. Point. That's how it looks for um, sure. So stay out of it's top eight, right? Top eight, make it. Eight. So if the season ended right now, they'd still make it. They'd be tied mm-hmm. for the fifth seed. Um, but this weekend is Minnesota. Is that right? No, who's this weekend? Uh, this weekend, this week? Minnesota at home. Minnesota at home. Saturday's bobblehead. Two not, o'clock first. A pitch. sweep there would help. Taking Millie. A sweep there would really help. Uh, kind of exercise some of the demons of being in Iowa last weekend. That was a beautiful rough. day to be out in the ballpark Saturday. Right. Yeah, you're right. Saturday should be a very good day for that. Number one. Uh, by the way, Friday is a state holiday. It is Arbor Day. Hey, so state government closed down. LPS is closed. Uh, but the Arbor Day Foundation is having a community event this weekend. It's actually going to be Saturday out at Antelope Park. And uh, you'll have a chance to get some free trees. Ooh, and, you and get free trees? Yeah, they, I think they've got 300 oh, from nice. the uh, Arbor Day Foundation and Black Hills Energy. Uh, more than 300 trees in four different species. So you sign up for those, and they'll deliver them, as I understand. That's Any awesome. California redwood available? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Nebraska. It's the one Nebraska holiday, Caleb. Got any uh, away California trees. Nebraska redwood? How about a palm tree? Let's see if we can get okay, the... Okay, uh, you... No. No. <laughs> sir? No. Nebraska, stop it. You don't get to then turn Let's, around and ask for a palm if tree. If we could get a palm tree to survive here, could would we have the mo- northernmost palm tree in uh, North America? Your, I, where's the northernmost palm tree in North I America? Think there, I I don't know whether it seems to me there's one inside Mall of America in Minneapolis. Oh, in, indoor in Bloomington. Oh, gee. well, okay. I want an outdoor. I mean, I'm sure yeah, well, northern Northern California's got them, and that's about as far mm-hmm. north as we are. I don't think. Well, I know San Francisco does. Hey, what would stand out more? Yeah, let's see if we can get a couple of palm trees, or you ring the entire city with redwoods. <laughs> By the way. You know when you got here. The Arbor Day Foundation, of course, based here in Lincoln. Yeah. There's a lot of good people who work there. This spring, uh, they will have planted their 500 millionth tree. Jeez. 
That's great. I'm still thinking about the palm tree thing, though. We've got I, more information and a link to the uh, activities for Saturday. What would happen if you planted a palm tree in Lincoln? Would it just not survive the first winter? Right. Well, that way, because you know how do you know how big the fake palm tree market is in this city? <laughs> I, I, there are a lot of houses that try and create the palm tree mood with fake palm trees. If we could get like the department, the university up there on East Campus to start working on a cold weather tolerant palm tree. I think you'd do some I think you could do some real business with that thing. Think about it. We created the flat iron stake here at the University of Nebraska. Why can't we create create the cold weather palm tree? If you ever driven to Houston, it's weird. You you go down that you go through Oklahoma and you get down to the northern side of Houston and all of a sudden you'll see maybe one or two. You keep going through Houston and then there's a few more. By the time you get to the south side of Houston, it's all there is. Just palm trees. <laughs> Four zero two four seven nine fourteen fourteen. Keeping you moving with time saver traffic. I'm Chris Lofgren. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. Oh boy, I'm getting a lot of palm tree response here. I think getting the uh, northernmost palm trees in Lincoln maybe not that popular of an idea. Palm tree hot talk. All right, we got some, uh, hey, if you got more What Chapter on Wednesday items, uh, we're going to have some uh, time next hour to discuss those. Plus, we'll have John Bishop joining us today at 835, his thoughts on the uh, the spring game and beyond. So that's all coming up right now. 43 degrees in the capital city on our way to a Wednesday high of 68. You are listening. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 810 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Glad to have you back with us on this Wednesday morning. The people hated your palm tree takes. I found it. The uh, northernmost palm tree, Gold Beach, Oregon, on the west coast, and Wilmington, North Carolina, on the east coast. So uh, that would be, those are, Gold Beach, Oregon is 42.5 degrees north. Wilmington, North Carolina is 35.2 north. Lincoln, by the way, sits at 40.8 north. So would not be further north than, I mean, you can tell that by looking at a map. You don't need me to read latitudes Well, if it's not going to be a record. 
but Lincoln would not have the the northernmost palm. But they do have they actually do have the kinds that they've got in these places that are in that you can find in North Carolina and Oregon are called Canary Island date palms. And this is very appropriate to talk about near, you know, near Arbor Day anyway. That's what brought it up. But those are hardy to about 10 below Celsius, which is 14 Fahrenheit. <laughs> They're grown. You can find them in the south of England. Okay. Uh, and it's one of the most commonly grown palms in the world. Well adapted to low humidity and little watering. This palm is used as ornamental in both Mediterranean climates and desert climates. In more humid climates, these trees will often be seen with sword ferns sprouting out just Beneath the beneath the crown, I don't know that we can do. But can they do? Can they do below? They do fourteen below at Gold Beach, Oregon, don't they? Got to imagine a place like I've got to imagine there or there aren't many places in Oregon that don't at some point get below fourteen degrees right. Fahrenheit, aren't there? Maybe I don't know my Oregon or is it because it's the coast. My Oregon and- climatology all that well. I could be wrong about that. I very well could be. Could be completely wrong about that. I don't know. There is something. All I know is there is a thriving market, a thriving market in Lincoln, Nebraska for fake palm trees. <laughs> have you seen? Uh, uh, you don't have to like, drive like far. Where, in, like where at? Because I, you're saying it now, but I'm, I'm just feeling like I don't I haven't mean seen like them. replica, although honestly, I'm surprised people don't sell those. Right. Like replica, like realistic looking ones. But people will get, uh, I don't know, they're like they're like wrought iron palm trees that they'll get, like decorative, a, a piece of art mm-hmm. that looks like palm trees, inflatable palm trees. They become so synonymous with kind of a beach state of mind uh-huh. that people want these things. And, and I kind of feel the same way about it, too. I get it. Like, I, I totally get it. But it would also would it just would it sort of just ruin it? It would would it ruin it when you see them other places if you had them as far north as as Lincoln? Like, could you sell? Could there, am I coming up with like a Shark Tank idea right here? I think I might be. <laughs> could you sell? I mean, look at AI right now. Look at uh, look at virtual reality. Look at all. Look at three D printing right now. Are you going to three D print? Is the there tree? any reason that you could not create? A realistic looking, we've been making fake plants for decades, right? Um, how many restaurants do you go in and the centerpiece is fake flowers? Uh-huh, yeah. Or fake, gone in places and have seen fake house plants. We've been making fake flora for years. Does it? Maybe we should just Google it to see if it even exists. Does a place that makes realistic looking fake palm trees even exist? Because you know what, if I were uh, if I were opening up a water park, or if I were opening up some kind of uh, yeah, you can get artificial palm trees. How real do they look, and how much do they cost? One hundred and eighty bucks. One hundred eighty bucks for an eighty-four inch artificial palm tree. It's only eighty-four inches. So like, how's the picture look? That's not too bad. It's not awful. It's tiny. Okay. Like, it, I mean, it's only a little bit taller. Is than it me. like a Okay. Chris Lofgren apparently has palm tree thoughts here. Hello, Chris. Hi. I'm just wondering if we couldn't partner with maybe Pinnacle Bank Arena, and in the summertime, 
We have potted palm trees, and we roll them out Ooh. into the hay market. Okay. And we have a summer of palm trees. Yeah. And then when seasons start to change, we might roll them back into Pinnacle Bank Can Arena. Can you do that? Can you do it? That's a good question. Can you do a potted palm tree, move it in and out yeah. per the season? We could start a trend. I just, I, I don't know. If it, but do you know what I'm getting at? People have associated such an, such a recreational vacation beach at outdoor atmosphere where they see palm trees alone if you don't live around them yeah like it gives it it gets the uh it gets the good vibes flowing it gets uh, something in your brain working get into like uh phoenix or right like we were we were taking a vacation last two spring breaks ago we went down to galveston texas and one of the things i said to my wife was do they even have palm trees yeah there they do they've got tons of them there but that was like do. super important to me. You get to that be able to see warm feeling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So here is one. There's an entire company that does this. Creates okay. artificial palm trees. I'm getting them for one for my yard. <laughs> that that's true though. Do that, you really want it up in the that, winter? Like the leaves and everything for them. They're supposed to be able to handle like heavy winds and ice. About four grand. Okay. How tall are they? What are it, we looking at? It's 15 to 20 feet tall. Nice. It's okay. got it about a, uh, what is that, about 11-foot canopy. So, how, yeah. How did they look? They look realistic. Do they? Yeah. They look all right. And how do you affix uh, them to the ground exactly? Do they have a, are you actually burying them like there's a fake root system, like a big bundle at the bottom that you're burying into the ground? That's the other question that I've got about them. I know I have a lot of questions about this thing that you just discovered. Now I've got another idea because I've seen them. Oh, so so they take concrete footing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you got to basically pour concrete and then they just just set them into there. I honestly can't believe there isn't some yard in Lincoln that hasn't been decked out in those. Legit. I mean, I honestly can't believe it. Yeah. Or people, somebody who owns has a pool in their backyard. Yep. That has done that. Have you what do you seen... mean you can't believe it? I just said they're four grand for one. <laughs> Don't get, you know that there are independently wealthy people in Lincoln who do all kinds of things that you and I might think is exorbitant, but they're doing <laughs> and it. And they want to bring part of their vacation back home Jeez. and have it in their yard. But have you seen camouflaged cell towers? They camouflage some cell towers with palm tree oh, really? limbs. Yeah. Really, it's pretty cool. I've seen them on golf courses. So, what does it what does it look like? It's just if, got. This- if you weren't looking for it, or something will usually catch your eye. It's like that's not a normal point. Oh, it's a cell tower. Okay, yeah, I so. do like your idea. Though uh, now I am curious, though, could you pot them? Yeah, I mean they can't get very big if they're potted. Well, obviously. they're not. Their root systems aren't big. I mean, it doesn't take much I to mean, knock one over. Like, could we get like? Could we get like? 10 foot tall potted ones i wonder i would think you, think you, you could. could get that so you can still stand underneath it yeah and uh bring it out and have the uh, palm tree festival in, yeah. uh in lincoln every summer wouldn't that be fun good there idea go. chris there you go good idea that's no why, charge so it's not just the traffic it's not just the traffic that we get from chris <laughs> I, 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 i'm not necessarily dying for this but i just it feels like i notice more and more people or you know what they'll also do have you just seen the the bumper stickers? People have bumper stickers or little decals in the back of their cars uh, just with palm trees because it makes them feel so good. There is just such a an association of vacation and happiness and warmth and everything else. 
I don't know. Maybe we ought to find a way to uh, to capitalize that on that some more. All right, you you, you t- you're typing a lot out. Why don't you just tell me what you? Uh, why don't <laughs> no, you just tell me what movie you why, want to see? Why would I give you any notes on there? Yeah. Hey, Michael knows where the palm trees are in Lincoln. Oh, there are palm trees in Lincoln. Michael, where are the palm trees in Lincoln? Sorry, Michael, I, I I had it turned off there. Where are the palm trees at in Lincoln? Uh, they're out on Waterford on East O. There's a house on the lake with palm trees in their backyard. What do you? Are they real? Are they fake? What are they? They are fake, but they're definitely palm trees. Oh. Like how how big are they? Like are are they like they're, a full like fifteen foot tall? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're at least ten. Okay, I'm okay. gonna see if I can find them on Google Map on uh like Google Street View. So it's on uh East East O Street. So I assume that's is that on the in, the north side of East O Street? Yes, in the um, in Waterford. Okay, I'm gonna look that up and see if I can find it. <laughs> that's interesting. All right, so we do and, have, uh, and, and it's around a lake, so it really gives that ocean feel. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Thank you, Michael. I'm going to have to look this up and see if I can find these things there. So it does. So people are doing it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not. You know what? I'm not. Honestly, though, I'm surprised like, uh, uh, you know, some of these uh, really nice clubs, uh, a, a Firethorn or a Lincoln Country Club. That might be a little too much for Lincoln Country Club, but. Of a fire th- or uh, wilderness, uh, wilderness hills or something like that. I'm surprised that they don't wilderness ridge. I should say. I'm surprised that they don't. Now that they have a pool, I'm surprised that they don't get these things mm-hmm. around those as well. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Apparently, have palm, people have palm tree takes. I, I I'm gonna go drive out and see this. See these today. I want to see how realistic that they look and and see how big. They they might look, and I wonder if they're the the ones that Caleb actually were talking about. Because again, you guys know what I'm talking about. Go go through a neighborhood in Lincoln. You'll find somebody who's got the wrought iron fake palm tree. You'll find somebody who's got the inflatable one that's out there as well. Wow, <laughs> it's I bet how many people do you think that's confused driving into Lincoln on East O Street, driving by the lake, and you're just getting into Lincoln for the first time, and you look over on East O Street, and you're like, ah, Lincoln, Nebraska. You look over, and there's a pond with palm trees around, and you're like, <laughs> what is happening here? All right, let's go back to the phones. Apparently, more palm tree thoughts. Uh, Tony, is am I Tony, that yes. right? Tony. Hey, Tony, what do you got? Oh, hello. Yeah, I think uh, there's a business that about, it's across from Culver's at 15th and Old Cheney called Clearwater Pool. Yeah. And I'm quite sure they're still in business. I'm not sure, but uh, they had two or three of those in front of their. You're store. right. You know what? I I remember seeing that now. I remember. Yeah, you might be able to, yeah. yeah. yeah to, you might be able to catch them on Google Maps or something. Yep, I'll check that out too. I forgot about those. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have seen those. My daughter gets her viola lessons right around there, so I get gas at that gas station a lot of times. Uh, okay, I'm gonna start looking some of these up. Okay, we're learning a lot here, Caleb. Is that so? Are you how much closer are you now than you were forty minutes ago from getting palm trees at the Mitchell Homestead? Well, if it were, I want to see the fake ones up close. 
Because I assume that's what all of these are. I want to touch them. I want to get the feel of them. Here's the question. Here's the question I have. Does it feel even more sad and depressing in the winter when they're covered with two feet of snow? (laughs) Or does that make it better? I honestly don't know what the reaction Uh to that would be. I, I, I really don't. Um, here, I'm trying to do the Google street thing while I, while I am on the air at the same time and I'm not succeeding. Hey, we did that for a couple segments, uh, last month. What's that? Where we were just using Google maps for a Uh, whole hour. (laughs) Again, that, that brings me to a completely unrelated point that I would recommend if you have kids or grandkids who are getting close to driving age. And, uh, my daughter's actually going to turn 13. So I'll probably need to start doing this with her soon. I would sit my son down when he was 14 years old, about to get his learner's permit. And I would uh, put on Google Maps. I would drop him down in an intersection in Lincoln. And I would just say, all right. I was like, you've got five minutes. Drive me back to drive back to our house right now. And I'm not going to give you any direction. Can you find or I would or I would start at our house and I would say, okay, go to the go to the state capitol. Go out to go out to where your daughter gets picked up for dance, or your your sister gets picked up from dance. I want to see if you can drive all those places now. And I drilled him on all of those now, and uh, I think he's a very good navigator of the city of Lincoln. Now, just a little parenting tip. Tried that with my wife when she moved here; it didn't work. What, what, she couldn't do it, or she she can get to the Target two blocks from our house. <laughs> the, now, and, and if you go a little bit further. We got that GPS. Now, if you talk to my wife, I need those. Uh, I need that <laughs> methodology for downtown Lincoln. Yeah, she mocks me all the time. She works in downtown Lincoln, knows it all over the place. I always making fun of the way I drive in downtown. <laughs> Bad routes, not knowing where places are. Yeah, she's like, I thought you were the one who's lived here for forty plus years. <laughs> no, it's eight twenty four on pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. 837 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I think, I think with all the palm tree talk, I think we have one of the... uh, I think we have one of the fake palm tree owners joining us right now. And John, you guys have uh, you guys have some fake palm trees at your house, don't you? Not anymore. Not what happened to them? Did they get stolen because of high demand? Nope. What? What? what they got you, crushed 
by the wind. Oh no! Yeah, it's uh, it uh, it got it, it busted off its base and uh, and died in the wind. You know, uh, you know those palm trees are supposed to be you know pretty good against hurricanes. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't got nothing against Nebraska wind in the middle of December. We could, we were just talking about how like fake palm trees are like a big thing in Lincoln, uh, and we we're and I was surprised that there aren't like more realistic ones and but what was yours made of or like what did it look like? i mean it was just a it was like a big decorative like metal plastic okay it, did, it wasn't you know. something that looked real okay yeah okay. i mean it, it was it was more like for a christmas decoration Someone, i'm told that on east o street over by the waterford the body of water out there that that one of the that around it that somebody has put like real realistic looking fake palm trees around that and i have never seen it and i was trying to find it on google maps and now i'm and now it's we have gotten we've gotten so many people texting us and calling us about fake palm trees in in lincoln now and uh so i'm fascinated i'm gonna have to drive out there and try and find these things today i yeah. don't know uh, yeah ours ours died and then yeah the the wind the wind grabbed it it's very so. sad that's what you try when yeah. you try and Pull one over on nature. That's what happens, right? That's right. That's right. It, it's, it, they're not. They're not for here. It's like polar bears living in Florida. It, it's, yeah. it's not for them. Yeah. They, they've got to stay in their habitat. Yeah, you bring even if you bring a if you would bring a a, a fake polar bear to Florida, uh, it would <laughs> it would die. It would melt. the The 3D printed fake polar bear would just melt in the in the Florida in sun. the Florida sun. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Uh, one of the topics that's always big when you and I did our shows, uh, are animals in the community, uh, and, and, and talking about the different animals. I've got a heck of a story that I think you're going to enjoy, John. So right. I'm driving, I'm driving two days ago, I think about seven o'clock in the evening, um, uh, going, I can't even remember where I was going, but somewhere out of my, out of my neighborhood in Lincoln and, uh, the neighborhood I live in has some like common area behind, behind the houses, um, that, that, you know, that nobody particularly owns, but it's just, it's like common area and I'm driving along and, and first, first thing I see is people walk, walking their dogs always. I mean, trying yes. to, trying to, I mean, wh- aside from my story real quick, I don't know how, when you, when you walk your dogs, how they react to other dogs, but Reggie, who's still just a, less than a year old, just loses his mind. Any other dog. And I don't even want to have them nearby because I don't know how annoying he's going to be. And so I always try and go to the other side of the street when someone's walking their dog. But there's so many dang people always walking their dog. It's impossible. I'm just weaving. It's like playing Frogger with people walking their dogs. <laughs> yeah, Wrigley's not too bad with um, with other dogs. It Honestly, it she's a reactor. If the other dog shows serious interest and starts spazzing out, then she starts spazzing yeah. out. Well, But if the other dog is chill... She's chill. Uh, now that's that's if we're on opposite sides of the street. Now if we're on the same side of the street, yes, it's instantly I got to smell the other dog's rear end, you know, <laughs> and do and do that whole thing. And we also have, you know, Wrigley and I usually take the very same path, so you know we know where all the neighborhood dogs are, and she's got her friends, the ones that she oh, likes yeah. to, you know, to play with. So we've got a we've got a pretty good path. But there, yeah, the other night we were it, it, it was like playing Frogger. Because we not only have that, but we got the foxes are back. Right. And, yeah, we got two big families of foxes yes. down in our neighborhood now. Yes. One's living in the park. Uh, they're living in a shed. And the others are living in the gutter. And uh, yep. and they it, love it, that gutter. 
They love the oh, gutters. God. The gutter system around here, the school, everything, because, you know, they first started showing up during COVID summer, and they haven't left. And yeah. and they're just, the family's getting bigger and bigger. And it was it was so cute watching the little pups out there, the you know, playing around, rolling around the ground. Meanwhile, mom is, like, freaking out because here's Wrigley just wanting to go play with them. And I'm just saying, hold back, hold back. So that kind of gets to my story. But I do wonder if in the in, in the sewers of Lincoln, is there entire, an entire, like, Fox community? Oh, there's uh, an ecosystem. There's an entire, oh, yeah. like, a government of foxes in the underworld oh, of Lincoln? Absolutely. Because absolutely. Get- in fact, I, I, in fact I, I, ran into, I ran into one of them the other day, and they were out uh, handing out uh, pamphlets and, and talking about, you know, I... We were we were endorsed by the fire union, but my opponent was endorsed by the police union, and uh, and and I think I, I I can't can't say for sure, but I think there was a canceled check from the Peds in there somewhere. So, oh god, nobody's yeah talking. they got they got a, they got a pretty pretty tight race going on. I nobody's understand. talking about the fox on fox crime in the sewers of Lincoln. It's disappointing. <laughs> I think it's I think it's worse than people realize. I do. I do. I I'll see a fox. I mean, I'll see a fox once a week. I think now, and I think I went the first twenty years of living here, having never seen one. The fun, you know, the crazy thing is, we lived in Fremont. We lived right along the creek. I mean, the the Rawhide Creek ran right through our part of town and ran behind our house. I never saw a possum. I never saw outside of rabbits and squirrels. I never saw anything. Yeah. And we're living by a a creek for crying out loud. You yeah. think, you know, they'd always be hunting around there. Come down here to Lincoln, middle of the city, and we got foxes, we got raccoons, we got possums. It's it's it's, it's, it's the, madness. And that gets to my 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 story where so I'm driving down you, in my neighborhood, you know, and I'm I'm coming around a curve and I see one of the millions of people who are walking their dogs and it's a guy who happens to have three big huskies. Uh there are a lot of huskies in our neighborhood, but that's three big huskies. I see him walking all the time. And I keep going around the curve, and there's some trees, and there's like a little pile of mulch for some reason there. They must have been doing some some mulch in the common area. And I get around it, and I see what I think is a fox, and I'm like, man, that fox is big. It's right up against the road, and it comes a little closer, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's a coyote, right? It is a big really? coyote about 7 o'clock in the evening right there. And I'm realizing this dude is walking his huskies around this corner, around this curve, essentially, and the coyote is shaded by this pile of mulch and these trees there. And I'm like, I think i got to go warn that guy that his huskies are about to come up on a coyote, and he's got three of them, and I have no idea what kind of an explosive situation that's going to be. So I hightail it, pull a U-turn right there in the middle of the residential street, go back, roll down my window, my passenger side window, and I was like, sir... I know this is weird, but there's a huge coyote right up there, and I just wanted to warn you ahead of time. And he's like, okay, thanks. And he keeps walking up there, and the coyote had moved away from the street by the time he got up there. So I drive back because I kind of want to see what happens. And I get there, and the dogs see it. They go berserk barking. The owner had a good grip on them. They go berserk bark. But luckily, the coyote was distracted because he had found a rabbit on the ground uh-huh. down there, and he was tossing that rabbit around in the air like my dog will toss little toys around in the air, flinging it. <laughs> he was flinging it up in the air, and it would hit the ground. He would pick it up. He would fling it again in the air. <laughs> I told my daughter that story, and she was almost crying. But it just goes to show 
it just goes to show exactly what you're saying that Lincoln is continuing to become more and more animal Thunderdome. Yes, it is. Every additional year that we live here. We used to occasionally talk, you and I did, about the random deer sighting. Well, uh, the deer sighting, the, the, you know, the, the, the rebel geese. Yeah, the, yep, the, the geese. And they're still, that's still an issue. Many, many places. But the way that we are progressing as a city for Animal Thunderdome, we're going to have bison walking the streets of Lincoln. I mean, I don't know where this is going, John. I don't know where this thing is in. And not one mayoral candidate wants to talk about it. Yeah, where where's that? I mean, where's the animal control? All yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, once we get to the bison, it's over, man. I I I wonder what's next at this point because it is in, it is just crazy. And my uh, I've got security cameras now. Uh, I got my uh, LAE system that's in on my house, and about once every week, it'll pick up a fox. It'll pick up occasionally. It's picked up coyote. There's a bunch of stray cats that run walk around our neighborhood as well. So we're getting those all the time too. So yeah, I don't know. No, I think got, I we, could just do a segment Animal Thunderdome in Lincoln every week. And just what's that? What, isn't stories. there like was it called the backdoor app or backyard app or whatever? Yeah, it's, a front door. It's like the front, front door. door. I don't do yeah, it it's the whole neighborhood. Looks, I I don't do that like either. But apparently, people generally. But but what you don't say? Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, but yeah, apparently the you know the uh, Animal Thunderdome is a big subject matter on that. So. Is it okay? I'm thinking about yeah. adding a segment into the, to the show regularly because. I don't know. I love talking about it, and I think other people do. And we seem to be continuing to exponentially grow our animal encounters in the city of Lincoln. Uh, well, yeah, in in the dearth, you know, because you know we haven't had any good rainfall. You know, rainfall totals can't can't carry the entire day. So maybe right. just do a segment sure. a day. Hey, what animal did you, you see today? Yeah. Oh, I saw a bobcat. Yeah. Ooh, uh, a lynx. There was a lynx over in the neighbor's yard. Yeah, what are we day. missing? That's an interesting question. What haven't we seen that is typically native to these areas or wouldn't be surprising to see in these areas that are going to start popping up as suburban regulars antelope? here in the capital city? Is there an antelope, antelope around here? Is there, is, I don't even know if <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know either. I, <laughs> I'm just trying to. I, I don't either. Uh, but once they get out there and cover start, our bases, whatever animal starts mating in suburban Lincoln, they're going to explode wherever they're at. It's coming. Right. It's coming. Uh, on a completely wildly different subject, uh, I'm curious how you think this quarterback situation is going to play out at Nebraska. Now that you've now that you've seen uh, Jeff Sims uh, play in this spring game. Like there was always this scenario where I think people thought, oh well, you know, Sims will be so so great in the spring and maybe kind of put a bow on it at the spring game with just looking out of this world really good that it's just gonna be a given that he's gonna be the as long as he's healthy, gonna be the year long starter and people will kind of clear out behind him to some degree. We saw him in the spring game. He looked he I mean, I think I'm not trying to say this con the you know, poorly. He looked fine. He looked fine in the spring game. I, he wasn't, I don't think, wowing anyone like crazy, though, at this point. And now we've got uh, Richard Torres in the transfer portal, and we've got apparently Logan Smothers, who I thought would never leave. Uh, he's at least considering leaving in the transfer portal. But you haven't heard anything from Casey Thompson. Heinrich Harburg's obviously staying, and he's been kind of the golden boy all spring. And then, I guess, nothing from Purdy yet, either. What's your best guess on... What this this fall kind of looks like with what you know now when it comes to who's going to be the starting quarterback, which is always the biggest question around a team coming into a fall. Well, I mean, Jeff Jeff Sims obviously has the pole position and 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 was going to have the pole position coming out of spring. So 
yeah, while he looked he looked fine, um, I thought he threw the ball. The ball looked good out of his hand. Um, you know, we didn't get to see as much of his running, but that was, you know, that was by design mostly. Um, but he was going to have the pole position because he was the one that they went out and targeted. He was the one that, you know, Matt Rule and, and Marcus Satterfield brought in and, um, you know, kind of had designed for what this offense was. But I've maintained and continue to maintain that I'm not going to sell Casey Thompson short based on, you know, what he was able to do the last couple of years. And his ability to protect the football. I mean, he was, he's better, you know, in protecting the football in terms of interceptions than, than Sims was. Now, whether or not Nebraska is going to throw it a lot this year or throw it as much remains to be seen. Obviously, if they, if they believe they can lean on a run game, um, that's going to be a huge advantage for Sims because he's the better runner of the two. Uh, though I, I don't, I don't, I don't underestimate the ability of Casey Thompson to be able to run in this offense if necessary. Um, it may not be exactly like Sims, obviously, but, uh, I, I, I still think his work ethic, I've always, I've been, always been impressed with his demeanor, uh, the way he's gone about his business. Um, and I know there's criticisms of, you know, he never had a winning season at Texas, didn't have a winning season last year. You can put some of that on him, but you can't put all of it on him. Um, you know, it's, it's a team game at the end of the day. And, uh, and, and, you know, his numbers, his numbers were really solid and he's the better, in my opinion, he's the better throwing quarterback of the two. Plus his work ethic, his work ethic is really, really good. And, and I, I've marveled every time he's been talked about this past spring and the coaches, everyone has, has complimented him on, you know, how engaged he is, how focused he is. He's getting all the mental reps in. I just hope this is all I'm asking for. Just give me a real life quarterback competition this August. That's what I want. I want legitimate, real competition. And if Sims wins it, Sims wins it. Casey wins it. Casey wins it. But how many times have we talked about, man, these quarterbacks, we got to get a quarterback to push the other. That may be the best thing that comes out of all this. There's going to be a quarterback there that's going to push the other one. And, and that's, that's important. And as we know, Nebraska's going to go through at least one quarterback this year, mm-hmm. maybe two, just mm-hmm. based on history. So you better have them already. I still think the, the third place battle is going to be important because that person's probably going to play some, Meaningful snaps this year, just just based on recent history and it's attrition. Happened. So it's happened in the last several it, years. It certainly has. So yeah, I knew Sims would have the pole position coming out of spring, but I'm not selling Casey Thompson short. I think he still has a a, a decent chance of winning the winning the job. Just please give me competition. That's I just all I want. Man, it is still hard because if Sims starts, okay, if if he does start, given where Casey was last year, no, he wasn't. All conference, but man, I mean, like you talked about his numbers. He was sixty-three uh, percent throwing the ball, seventeen to ten touchdown interception. Probably threw too many picks, but had a good completion percentage. Threw for twenty-four hundred yards. You know how it is with quarterbacks, John's John. The first time that Sims has anything approaching a mediocre mediocre game or moment, people are going to be up in arms to see Casey at that position. 
it will not take long in that no, scenario. It, it and I won't. know they don't. The fans aren't the ones who make. But you want a, a topic? You and Josh will be talking about at the first game. Uh, it'll be right if they lose that game and the offense doesn't look good and Sims starts it. It'll be like, is it time to move to Casey? It'll be the oh. it'll be the entire season if they do that. No, that and, and you know that's always the drawback. But again, you'd rather have two good ones or one hundred percent two good ones than two bad ones or two mediocre ones. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, if that's if that's what happens, that what that's what happens. But um, you know that that's that's where it's going to be important. And Matt Rule has had a history. You know, he rode. I think the the starter he had at Temple was there for all three of his seasons, and and at Baylor, you know. So usually the it's once he's landed on someone, that's the guy. Yeah. Um. And, but that which, everything can change. Which we know it just everything makes you wonder change. why is Casey? I mean, and maybe Casey isn't staying. Maybe something still happens. But what I would love to know what's going on in Casey's mind right now. It it's so hard to figure it out at this point. Yeah, and, and you know we haven't heard from him, so it's hard to say. And you know, with nil these days, you, you just don't know. And and, and you know, obviously he's wired That's just true. a little bit differently. You know than yeah. than others, but um, yeah. Knock but, on wood, he's still going to be here at the end of the month, and uh, and and then you know because that's that's going to bode well. If yes. he's not, if he's not, then then my prospects for this season go down. Uh, I'm I'm with you. I would be thrilled if they come in with both of them in the fall and Heinrich Harburg to boot. And there's been nothing from you know, like you said, from what you've heard or seen from him, even the way he was kind of. Um, you know, participating in the spring game, talking to, talking to Sims, just things you see in the side. There's been nothing in the body language that indicates he's checked out. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is all going to work out in in a weird way for that to be the case. But, um, it's I'm a little surprised if it does, to be honest. Yeah. Just yeah. given this era of college football and and uh, people who want to start. Um, so it'll be fascinating. All right, thank you for the uh, palm tree, animal, and quarterback talk. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. I'll be back out on the lookout for uh, any uh, wandering critters. Yeah, beware. Beware of Animal Thunderdome in Lincoln. All right, we'll talk to you later, John. Have a good one. There you go, John Bishop. Safe 56. We'll take a break. Wrap it up for this on KLI. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, fun show today. Tomorrow, we have baseball tickets for Ticket Thursday, I believe. And uh, if you win Ticket Thursday, Minnesota, you'll get a chance for, uh, oh, tickets this weekend. Is it the Friday or Saturday game? Friday night game. That's <laughs> a Friday night game for Minnesota. Uh, so be listening for that at 710 plus Greg Sharp and Girl Lincoln. See you then, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.